Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So I just pulled up to the home of John Daly, the comedian, my, one of my good friends and one of the funniest people going. Here he comes. He's got his tea. He's got a little chair. Hi. How are, are we you? recording? We are. Oh, man. It's like, it's like How's w- it going? Good. It's like WTF. I just jump right in. Yeah, you jumped then, right in. You totally... Uh, this is Mark Maron's technique you're yeah. stealing. And then suddenly you realize the show started 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you um, you, you did, got me being so real. <laughs> <laughs> you did... Didn't you do like bits on his thing early? On Marin's, didn't on you? On WTF, yeah. yes. You did I like did. characters. Mark was generous enough to have me on the show twice. Uh-huh. Once I did this character called Come On Now that I do live okay. a lot and is like one of my favorite things to do live. It's very fun. Just this comic that's all setups and the punchlines always come on. Now. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, big, big one minute pauses and everything. And yeah, and Mark saw that and liked it and we went and did. Uh, an episode, but it was very early on. Mm-hmm. It was very early on in WTF, and I think, like, he, he obviously doesn't have characters anymore, so it was, like, me doing, like, a crazy character, 
And I, even in the middle, I was like, I kind of like have like, you know, Mark was like a big deal for me, kind uh-huh. of, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of just like, all right, well, I don't know about that, but hey, that was really cool, <laughs> uh-huh. man. And then, uh, I, uh, I listened to the next episode with, uh, John Benjamin. Uh-huh. And they made, f- and he kind of dissed me. <laughs> and I didn't know him, like, I hadn't met him yet. But he kind of was like, hey, what was the deal with that, uh, that last episode? That's what Benjamin said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going yeah. on with that last, that, yeah, that and then I did that. Bill Cosby Bukowski yeah, later. Which is one of your all time That's yeah. a, that's like a greatest hit. A for classic you. bit yeah. that I had to stop doing and now is <laughs> it's uh uh uh-huh. it's public it's 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 uh public domain. Anyone can do Anybody. It. So you just it's kind of like yeah. The way you can do like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And you don't have to get, cuz it's just free Yeah, and clear. Robin Hood like yeah. I'm not going to do it, yeah. but go so. ahead. So you have accelerated the free, the public domain status of Bill Cosby Bukowski. Yeah. Like yeah. the 75 year way you jumped to just say, yeah, five. You can, <laughs> you guys can have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, after all, I did it before all the, you know, obviously Hannibal, you know, kind of did, uh, the whole thing blew up and everybody knew that he was literally satan yeah and so then i tried it once actually after that uh-huh. and i felt bad about trying it too i was like oh should i still do this i don't think i should and it was kind of like it was definitely like beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was i did yeah. it and the audience was just not having it so yeah. it was just uh also i was i was just like i feel disgusting just so. kind of entering that yeah yeah, yeah. What if, uh, you know, you jump forward 40 years now, you're just an old guy, and then there's just a huge movie franchise, Bill Cosby, Bukowski, and you're just like, damn it. I gave, I told everybody they could do it, and they're just making piles of money. Unreal. You'd be like one of those old guys who wrote Batman. Yeah. Who's just like, who are just like, they paid me $12,000 a year. Yeah. And then when I complained about money for, creating batman they gave me like a washer and dryer and that (laughs) shut me up for a while or a new car yeah well thanks thanks guys yeah but uh yeah and they keep renewing it there's a live action bill cosby bukowski there's an anime yeah exactly chris uh christopher nolan's grandson is directing them this guy guy cut i gotta move up oh no um but hold on oh we gotta move do a move for my neighbor this is what it takes to do this. Unplugging mics, making it so people can pull out. What an adventure. This is what the best show has become now. We're, we're rogue. Guy in a neighboring driveway has to get out, so I gotta stop, literally pause an episode of the best show to make way for a, a truck to pull out. Was that, what was the first, cause did you hear like, I guess the UCB in New York is, closed oh yeah yeah they announced today they they shut down the ucb i'm sure they'll open another theater eventually in some in some form i guess it'll yeah they're continuing doing classes and yeah man ucb yeah it's like without them i they i owe them everything Uh uh-huh kind of you Uh know it's just like the whole community the whole getting to know those guys and Mm -hmm. yeah because you came from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, right to yeah, New York City, yeah. And who did you 
come to the city with? Who were your Who were your initial crew? My initial crew. Wow, yeah. was uh, my initial initial crew was I lived in an apartment with my friend Vadim and uh, Adrian Grenier mm-hmm. from Entourage. That's right. Lived with them for about a year. They were uh, Adrian was generous enough to let me like crash in his okay thing. And was his, he at that point? Where was he on the spectrum of fame? Well, let me tell you what I was doing. I was working at Starbucks. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and other and then I got like slightly better barista jobs. Okay, you know, sure. And then started waiting tables, and and so th- I was definitely working at Starbucks at that point, and. He was doing the Woody Allen movie Celebrity. That's right. Yeah, and I yeah. remember him being like, "Yo, man, I got a Woody Allen movie." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And that was like the movie after Titanic because Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. in Celebrity. Yeah, and it was just like, "Hey, his movie after Titanic is Celebrity." So all these like, that's right. All these like thirteen-year-old girls who were like swooning for the guy from. From Titanic went and saw some Woody Allen movie that he's <laughs> With in. Kenneth like, Branagh, yeah. like Kenneth Braddock, like oh Jesus and Woody Allen, <laughs> yeah. he's the most Woody Allen yeah. surrogate. Kenneth, like. Kenneth Branagh doing a Woody Allen impression, <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio is in it for four minutes, <laughs> and like these kids are going to see because they need like their Leo fix. Yeah, and then suddenly they're just like. And I think oh. it was black and white also. Was it was it? black yeah. and white. So these these kids who love Leo so much are just like, oh boy, there's a yeah. there's an endurance test it's of like my a fanhood. C- oh, a C minus Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a good Woody Allen movie. It's not the best. And then, but they're sitting there wait, thinking he's going to be like Leo again, and he's just, they're just like have to watch this thing this seventy year old man made. Yeah, <laughs> that. He kind of hoodwinked their favorite star into being in. Uh oh, here comes a chopper. These choppers. There's so many choppers. Uh huh. Crime deterrence. Yeah. Deterring crime mm-hmm. by being loud. Yeah, and it, it, the other thing it deters is my sleep. It deters my sleep too, yeah. Right? Yeah, just constant, constant police presence. That is something I have no frame of reference for. Just choppers flying over and like doing like the searchlight sometimes like it's just like oh somebody's the infrared searchlight that like hops around like and gives you a seizure yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) so so adrian grenier and vadim yeah and uh then he was in the melissa joan hart movie drive Drive me Me crazy Crazy Um, and that was like i remember him I was just like, this guy's rich. Mm-hmm. And I remember him distinctly. I could be wrong, but yeah. I remember him going like, yeah, I don't want to fucking do this shit, but you know what? They're giving me 60 grand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, 60 grand. At that point, I was uh-huh. just like, you're fucking, yeah. you're an adult, man. Yeah, like, that wow. Is, that's real. And, real and it turns out that's like a lot of people's favorite move, like childhood romance movie and Drive stuff. Me crazy. Well, it had that Britney Spears song, and he was in the video for that too, right? He was in the video, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He seems like he seems like he's like got a like he likes music and all that stuff. Like you always see him, yeah. 
with his band or whatever. He had a like band called the Honey Brothers for a while. Mm-hmm. Ari Gold with sure. a guy named Ari Gold in the band. No w- joke. That's insane. That's insane, right? That is truly the weirdest <laughs> it's thing. It's a writer named Ari Gold. He's a really great yeah. writer, and he did the movie uh, Gentleman Broncos, and mm-hmm. he is uh, he. Yeah, he what he was in the honey. Yeah, Adrian played drums. Is the okay, point, which is so yeah. you're rolling with Grenier and Vadim, yeah. and then I discovered UCB mm-hmm. um, through Vadim. I think I started taking classes there before they even had a theater. Uh huh. And Vadim was a, a Horatio guy too, right? Friend of Horatio? No, I wouldn't no? say that. He was more. Uh, I went to. He was a guy I went to college with. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause that I, did I know Vadim ever? Vadim through anyone? No, I don't think so. Okay, was there another Vadim? Me and maybe? Brett Gelman were uh, in a sketch comedy group with Vadim. Sure, and this guy Josh Perillo. Okay, that Jake Fogelnest, yeah. friend of the show, who is well, I used to direct. Okay, Mister okay. Ass. Oh yeah, no, I remember Mister Ass. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the. I have a postcard somewhere for Mister Ass. Yeah, yeah. You had a logo. Oh yeah, we had a logo that was a a butt. It was like a Mister Mister character. Yeah, those, the children's books, but it was a butt, and it said Mister Ass. It was very cute. They have a little hat on. He had a little top hat yeah. on too. <laughs> yeah, he, he was fancy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fancy ass yeah. man. So that's the initial. So then, then you and Brett, because where'd Brett come from? Long Island, Chicago, Chicago. Oh, Brett didn't come from. Why did I think Brett came from New York? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's on me. That's on you, bro. <clears throat> it is on me, I guess. So, yeah, we did Mr. Ass for uh-huh. a while. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and I did improv on this team called Mother. Yeah. Um, with Jason Manzoukas and Jessica mm-hmm. St. Clair and uh, Doug Moe, mm-hmm. Jesse Falcon, mm-hmm. lots of other people. Yeah. Lots of people. When you would go there... Like, what's the first show you saw there where you were just, oh, my God. Like, where um, like the first like heavy hitter kind of night? I, yeah. The first heavy hitter kind of night was the UCB at the Flea Theater on the west side, I think. And it was um, the four of the UCB with Adam McKay, Janine Garofalo, Janine Garofalo doing monologues, and then Adam McKay and... Um, who um uh andy richter was doing improv sure. and i'd never seen him do uh improv and that was the thing i was like oh my god yeah this is actually good because i did improv and we uh-huh. just thought of it in a certain way it was kind of like whoa and this was like making me laugh deeply hard oh it was the it was like the funniest stuff you could ever imagine and it's like <clears throat> it was like i would go to to i i guess the first time i saw them would be at largo when they oh. were when they would go up and like speaking of Marin that's one of the times he was just like cuz that was like stand up versus sketch improv yeah. at this at this show the the eating it the, oh man St- was it literally stand up versus sketch it kind of felt like cuz cuz there was there was there was definitely territorial yeah because- sketch comedian yeah stand ups don't like improv people no because they they uh because there's a lot of bad improv and they would exhibit that in the one time they held power if they were introducing you as a character mm-hmm. they would go like ah uh, this next guy it's uh his name's john daly yeah. <laughs> and you'd be yeah. like no my character's name is sappity tappity yeah, exactly and i need you to actually say that he's a drunk 
pine tree to make yeah. it funny or whatever. <laughs> yes, please. Please do my dumb thing. It's but the, they were like, I'm not dancing, man. Yeah. That is always... That was... There was a real division yeah. in the scene. It's Absolutely so crazy to think about stuff like that where people are like, I can't stand these improv people. And then the improv people are like, oh, the stand-up, that's... That's old, hundred yeah. years, like this old, we're doing something that's happening right now. And Yeah, like, well, it's cool right now, but I feel like the improv people were always just like, this is not, this is not as cool as Stan. It can't be, you can't really? think that it's cooler. Uh-huh. But I don't know, but you're in this kind of like big community that supports you, mm-hmm. so maybe, yeah. But uh, I never did personally. No, but. you always thought the stand-ups were... I was like, ah, I just want to do that. Well, there's like a vulnerability to going and being a character is such a yeah. is such a bummer on some level. Oh, if you have to follow it too, mm-hmm. like if a stand-up has mm-hmm. to follow like a huge dumb yeah. character, like mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, Bukowski, yeah. they all they they have to come on and go like, mm. all right, well that was Bill Cosby, Bukowski. Okay, yeah, like let's like, get over that. I guess and, that's what that was. And yeah, <laughs> I remember one time Brett Gelman doing like a character at um at at uh UCB in LA and then Andy Kindler came up after him and Brett was doing this thing where he was sandy and he had sand oh, he all over the place. Sand yeah. dance. Yeah. 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 He's like uh cleaned up the sand. And he had the sand there was sand all over the place. And then Andy came out and was just just like eviscerated the idea that he now has to like walk there's sand on the floor and it's like I think I what was been that <laughs> that was like he was just like what is this and now there's sand all over the place and i gotta do yeah. the thing like it just that's what you reduce what the previous person did too is just like they made a mess yeah and it's hard not to like we deserve to be made fun of like yeah. there would always just be like what the fuck was that? And everyone would laugh because uh-huh. it was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just like, but it is just the, it is like kind of deserving of the, of the, the wrath of a comedian because there is sand all over the place now. It's like, <laughs> I come up to do my thing. I just talk into the microphone. You come up to do your thing. You have to throw sand everywhere <laughs> and the rest of us have to deal with it all night. Yeah. Yeah. We have to clean up. Yeah. We have to be inside your mess. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, so the I for me I I mean I remember just you'd go on like I remember seeing them at eating it on a Monday night which was the show at at Luna Lounge, not Largo, Luna Lounge. And um Yeah. They would um I remember one night they like just passed out like pot to everybody. Oh really? Like <laughs> like they would just do things like it was like there was a group that just brought pot for everybody like that was yeah. their bit there was definitely yeah ass cats where they'd throw out joints but mm-hmm. then it became just everyone throwing weed to them yeah of course yeah sure and but like it's crazy to think about those people like the volume of talent at that point hi everybody tim heidecker here we have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven we've got legendary psych rocker ty siegel and doug is back from down under good day good day and his mommy came with him mommy and gary lucenhop are here too alicia let me know that she finished the white album has thoughts on that so much more on this legendary episode of office hours Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Were you intimidated by the who by that crew? Oh, well, I think that uh, 
by the the UCB or by the yeah by that original. Four. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they. It was like instant mentors. I was like, be my like. As soon as I saw that show, I was like, what do I do to mm-hmm. do this? Yeah. And signed up for classes like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they were all my teachers, so they were definitely like intimidating to different degrees. Like some of them are more, uh, you know, gregarious or whatever. Yeah. But um, then I had like all of them for teachers, and then we were basically friends. And uh-huh. they're yeah. Then was, you end up doing stuff with them, and then it. Yeah. 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 Um, but, oh man, there's a beautiful dog right what now. A huge. Beautiful, what a dog. large dog walking by. Wow. What a great dog. Just took a piss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was a, that was a really cool, and like, invite them up, obviously. Uh-huh. And I didn't go to like, I went to like two, Largos, uh-huh. or no, not Largo. I mean Luna's. Luna, yeah, and then it, invite them up. Kind of started, but mm-hmm. I remember a Luna that Matt Walsh asked. He like asked tons of UCB kids mm-hmm. to do it. So there were like, it was called the. Uh, it was like now Matt Walsh <laughs> in his improv. It was Matt Walsh and John Glazer, and they were uh-huh. like, "This is our new improv troupe, the uh-huh. Rootin' Two. I forget what the name was, but it was like. It was like the Root and Toot and Laugh Guys or uh-huh. something like that. And they had like, they were making fun of what we were talking about. Yeah. They had like 50 people come up on stage yeah, and go like, was my name's Mark. My name's Johnny. Uh-huh. <laughs> was that, that was with Benjamin, right? Oh, it was with Benjamin. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that, yeah. I did that. That was me. Oh, I, that was I, you? I came up with that with Benjamin. The Wranglers? The thing where it was like, it was like everybody was doing multiple scenes at once yeah all at once and it was just like a sheer volume of yeah yeah it was like <laughs> first word last word yeah and then it was just like it was like there were like 40 people on stage yeah and then wow yeah i came up with that idea. you did this i was on stage i that's a, that's incredible isn't that crazy I we can't were on stage it. together that, that we were I, on stage together i didn't wow that's a that's no, amazing but nobody knew me i didn't do I didn't perform or anything. I didn't. I didn't know Best Show at that point. Yeah, no, I was just somebody who would just go to the things and be in the shadows and stuff. And um, but I told. I remember telling John Benjamin just like, what if there was like a huge improv troupe, like the biggest improv troupe, and it was just like Crazy Wranglers. Yeah, the that's crazy what it was wranglers. called. Yeah, We're the it, Crazy Wranglers. Yeah, and it was just. It was like it was like it was like Leo Allen and yeah. Walsh and everybody, and it was just like. Or it's like, and it was like, all right, what's, we need a suggestion, first word, and then, and then it was just like fifteen or twenty individual improv scenes happening at the, at same, the same time. time. It was so dumb. Yeah, that's what was and the, making fun of improv and like was led by Matt Walsh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. So just like, and the, so the point is, being yeah. a part of that made me feel cool. Okay, I was like, oh my god, this is the best. Wasn't like this crazy? show. And then that, and then UCB and being involved with something with Matt Walsh. And then, yeah, that was, that was very cool. And that was me. And you. But I was the, like, isn't it funny? You didn't know that I co-created that Be- Because thing? you were pulling, brilliantly pulling strings behind, behind the scenes, the which scenes. has been your, well, no, I, I can't, you're, you know, I'm you just create, you're the creator. I didn't know you were up there. That's so it's, there's something well so that was like I wasn't that. doing any I was just uh, on an improv team and like trying to do good at cage yeah. match or whatever uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and wow that's really funny and I this is something that I kind of retroactively picked up on like 
I'd say like 2004, 2005, like mm-hmm. around there, people started, I think, imitating you en masse when they started going like, that's effed. Why don't mm-hmm. you F like you and John uh-huh. kind of things Just like like censoring her, or something? Her A is F and like uh-huh. saying stuff like that. I feel like everyone at UCB started en masse doing that. Okay. Because maybe the UCB four were kind of doing it and it became okay. this big thing and I was like oh that's weird everyone's that's because like every uh-huh. ASCAT every improv show mm-hmm. someone would be like that's effed and it yeah, became yeah. a thing that was like funny and then I realized once I started listening to Best Show all uh-huh. the time it was you it was probably oh, you that, too well, yeah I, that's that's really funny I didn't I never <laughs> thought about that yeah but, but it was like a thing that people would because it's funnier to not <laughs> curse ultimately it is funnier it yeah. becomes funnier and Unless it's Bill Cosby Bukowski. Well, no, of course. Look, look I, I, I think cursing is the funniest thing, too, <laughs> though. So I'm not like... People are just like, do you hate cursing? It's like, no, I really love cursing. Yeah. I just think you have to use it strategically. But for this, it works so good. It's, yeah. It's such a funny thing to have things held back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then whenever John and I would come up with, like like pant faucet as a thing and you'd just be like that's more disgusting than yeah oh, than, it's so much better thing it's like that's gross it's like yeah. we're actually being worse in a way by coming up with euphemisms for things so so what are you doing getting through all this i'm the first person you've seen face to face i'm the first while. person you've seen well i'm quarantining with my friend and mm-hmm. then you're the first friend I've seen besides Zoom. Sure. And yeah, I've been like, I woke up this morning, I went, I made oatmeal in my rice cooker. Like I'm making three meals a day, mm-hmm. cooking a lot. I eat a toad in the hole every morning. Okay. I gave up coffee really? as, as a hobby to now I'm drinking tea. How's that going for you? It was very difficult. Uh-huh. It was more difficult than giving up smoking honestly it was very physical because it was physical pain um so i did it cold turkey and i don't recommend it of you don't recommend you should if if you're gonna pursue eliminating caffeine or coffee you should slowly do it yeah i mean i felt like i had that was the time when i was like i have covid oh my god what is happening and And then i was like I talked to my mom and she was like, you quit coffee. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, cause I just didn't realize it has like real withdrawals. Like I felt like I had the flu and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was dumb, but now I'm drinking tea. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I went to a, um, drive in movie. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Okay. Um, can we edit that out? Cause I don't want anyone to know about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, we can cut it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't uh-huh. care. But, um, but it's open. It's not like you it's went wonderful. In and- yeah cracked it and it's all safe distancing oh it's social distancing yeah yeah yeah. they keep cars 10 feet from each other and it's just it's kind of a nice feeling just to go to the movies oh yeah i miss um i miss going to the movies i think the last if this if this stays the way it is the last movie i'll ever have seen in a theater is the impractical jokers movie oh they i was gonna see that on Uh my birthday it was a double feature Uh with uh the new pixar movie inward and it was like i was like well that could be good and i should have done it because drive-in theaters are better for dumb big movies sure sure um but but yeah i'm making a web series called hippie in my shed it's about a hippie Uh um 
Like, there's a hippie in my shed. I don't want to, you know, I set up a trap camera to, like, okay. you know, start filming him. And uh, so it's just my back shed. There's a hippie living in there, and okay. that's the whole thing. It's uh-huh. a trap camera web series. Are you the hippie? Who's playing the hippie? I won't. That's okay. not. Right. It's no. part of the, I don't want to break okay. any reality. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, I'm just, like, cooking. I'm writing not as much as I want. Uh-huh. And I'm, um, yeah, doing, like hobbies and mm-hmm. like playing guitar yeah did yeah. you watch tiger king yet i oh watched tiger king. you gotta see this thing oh man it's yeah this guy he's i'm telling you this guy is a character yeah the worst trash <laughs> he's like it is funny he's getting like softened a oh, little yeah. bit like the horror of what a monster this guy is oh yeah is like softened by the fact that he's got a mullet people are just like well, he's yeah. a character. He's like, no, he's a character that shot tigers. Yeah. And, and it costs too much money. And, like, crack-pimped, meth-pimped his, like, weirdly, like, meth-snared yeah. men to yeah. his husbands. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then married them, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, he's Joe Exotic. He's a... <laughs> what a ridiculous... What a lunatic. I love him. It's just like... He's like the worst human going. Well, what's happening because of the documentary is his cult-like charm and charisma is actually just happening to America now. Like, he's a horrible, horrible person, demonstrably terrible things all the time. But America's like, you know what? He's funny. And he is. Like, it's like his gun stuff. And he's, but he's evil. (laughs) I mean, obviously. Yeah. He, um, it is funny to hear people talk about just like, oh, they do the, they got it when they do the Tiger King movie and it's going to be like, who's going to play Ugh. Joe Exotic? Who's going to... And it's just like, nobody wants to see this m- movie. Like, what yeah. movie... Could you imagine, like, two for... T- actually, I, right now, I'd go see a Tiger King If I could go to the movies, even if it was just the Tiger King movie, I guess I'd go. I'd have to go see it, but yeah. But still, like, in the, the, the real world gets back to normal. The Tiger King movie comes out. It's like, nobody sees I don't that. think so. It's got to play itself out because... That documentary is one documentary that is good for absolutely no one. Like, yeah. nobody... It's all just porn. Yes. It's like, there's nothing being elusive. Even The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, mm-hmm. yeah. which I love, yeah. is... You know, it's like, there's a horrible opioids problem, and that is what yeah. it's hallucinated. This is just mm-hmm. garbage, trash, and then you think of a redeeming thing in it. There's nobody... And the whole point of it is, like, people who are involved with big cats are mm-hmm. literally all evil in some way. Yeah, they don't deserve to be in this. These cats don't deserve any of this. Like they're they're the they're, they're just victims from the second they're born. You got some jerk dragging them under a fence. Yeah, uh, like to get a picture with them. Real like scooping them with a stick out of the mother's lair. Like it was just like she just gave birth to another one and grab it. Like, yeah, it's just like being handled by a man who's like. I used to smoke meth, and now I do tiger stuff. <laughs> like, the worst possible handler. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a monster. And, uh, yeah, like, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. At least that's, that's, like, made... That's, like, made by, like, a smart guy who is, like... Yeah. Telling things from a point of... Like, with a point of view, not just, like, pure exploitative trash. Like, yeah. You're right. No, everybody comes away feeling, feeling and looking worse with Tiger King than they came into it. It's yeah, just like, definitely. It really is like an end of, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense that that was the thing 
that was lo- like locked and loaded for Netflix to drop. Oh yeah, like four days after this started. So yeah. they were like, watch this. Yeah, and now America is all. We're all the girl who lost her arm. <laughs> we're all yeah. just looking into the void, going like. I cut my arm, uh, tiger, like Joe Exotic basically cut my arm off and I still yeah. support him. Yeah. And I'll just, I guess I back him up cause he owns the zoo yeah. and, um, yeah, it's pretty bleak. But, it's pretty bleak. It's can, pretty bleak, man. We can't yeah. It like does it, nothing for anybody, but it is like, and I thought like just because the nature of the child of the kids in it, they're not children, but the, the documentary cheer was like, they're, they're at least like profiling it's an interesting ecosystem and they're profiling like some kids with like really beautiful personality like really amazing people yeah maybe that'll do some good but that was yeah so i don't know and they also have something (laughs) they have talent yeah they have something yeah the tiger king there's literally no one in it has talent yeah (laughs) like it, it is just a collection of charmless talentless people where he puts records out that he didn't sing on, where he's just lip syncing. Like, like the most prolific. Per- I'm jealous of his work ethic. I yeah. mean, good lord! But he did none of it. But he, oh yeah, like, no. He's- but it's just amazing. <laughs> just in volume. Yeah. The um, somebody else had something uh, drop as soon as this started, and that would be you. Had your <laughs> yes. you? It seems like you you knew the pandemic was coming also, and had some content ready. I did. I've got more content. I'm making an album, and um, yeah, so I've started to drop videos because you put a, a, a you put a, a the a cheer me up, cheer me up, yeah, which is start a shot for shot remake of the the Rolling Stones start me up video. Yeah, cheer me up is literally meant to cheer people up, and I'm you know. Well, me and Jake Fo- Jake Fogelness basically had the idea for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> something like four years ago. Okay. And was like, dude, we should just do cheer, start me up, but it's cheer me up and do this dumb video. Remember this video? Because <laughs> uh-huh. I used to be obsessed with that video and, yeah. and it's in Jake's wheelhouse and my wheelhouse. And so yeah, we were yeah. just like, you know what? I guess we're going to have to make this. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was a feeling. It was destiny. Yeah. So it was you, a very destiny thing. If you don't fulfill it. You're 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 dropping the ball yeah. in a way because it is meant to be. And I've also like I've done Mick Jagger never on stage, but like I used to do it when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. Weirdly, uh-huh. like because he dances in a way that I was just like, "What is this?" When I was a kid, I was like the chicken dance part of it. I was like, "How is this cool or sexy?" <laughs> it is. It is unbelievable what flies like that when you're yeah. successful. Like yeah. when you've. Like suddenly it's like, like I want to. I think that's cool. It's like, are you sure that's cool? Yeah. Like, like if somebody came from like that didn't know the Rolling Stones existed or any of like their stature or whatever, and you showed them, it'd be just like, everyone laughs at this guy, right? They're like, no, they want to be him. <laughs> they think he's the coolest. Yeah, he's like the sexiest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think he's cool and sexy. Yeah, and it's like, really? I thought you guys would think this guy was pathetic and talentless. <laughs> um so so you you um how did that video how did you actually make that video um well we got we're lucky to get my friend mia di pasquale to uh to produce it and so we went on um uh i think craigslist casting or central casting okay. and just got 
those people who were so lovely and just like we wanted the Rolling Stones to all be sad mm-hmm. and yeah. disinterested in the video, which yeah. the Rolling Stones are. Yes. But to be instead just those people and just make it the dumbest thing ever. And then my friend Andy Rocco, who I did a sketch show with at UCB back in the day. Um, he was like part of my one man show, basically. He was on drums. And so mm-hmm. we had him on drums. We got the Lyric Hyperion Theater, which has just a great black wall. Yeah. And kind of Jake had the idea to just like, we could just do the, all we really need to do this is a black space and we just need to be farther, far enough away that it looks like Mick Jagger, you know, like yes. at the very beginning. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of it. Just give it a little bit of distance at the top. And yeah. Then- and then I made the song with Cyrus Garamani, mm-hmm. yeah. um, who I'm making the album with, who's the best. Yeah, who you do a lot of music with. Yeah, yeah, and, but uh, more more videos to come, more videos to come. So this album has been in the works for a while. It's been a while, yeah. I'm. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, I should just release it. It's the time to release it. Um, I've got to, uh, yeah, pare it down. It's too many songs. Okay, but It's usually not the problem for people. Right. You have more, you have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, I have 20 songs. I want it to be like 11 Mm -hmm. or something, 12. And are you going to just, are you going to, is there a label involved? Is there anybody? Not yet. Any labels? All right. Let me know. Let's, let's get it, let's get it going. Yeah. It's really good. It is good. Thank you. I've heard stuff on it and it's, it's your sax playing. Yeah. I'm playing sax. Every song is a sax solo or, some kind of horns on it mm-hmm. i do really dumb songs and very personal songs yeah the most personal thing i've ever done kind of like that's awesome about my family about my childhood mm-hmm. yeah it's a little yeah isn't that cool. isn't that a weird place to is it in a weird balance to try to strike between like where on one hand you can be like sappity tappity and on the other hand you can be just like completely sincere about yeah. thing like like to, like that spectrum of how much of yourself you're gonna share yes well i've realized that it's funny i was just i'm talking about this in therapy and uh-huh. to you know just i've really started to yeah be like oh the you know because i just did so much silly absolutely crazy ridiculous stuff that it just is just as satisfying and fun to kind of like reveal something about yourself and yeah yeah actually it's the only thing that makes me get interested in things in a way Is and put more of yourself in it yeah putting more of myself in things and just like being like you know more raw some raw stuff yeah some raw stuff exactly <laughs> i'm gonna do some cool stuff yeah some slick some stuff but it's gonna be mainly mostly it's gonna raw be raw stuff. stuff oh my god what a that's garth brooks his his announcement video to facebook and then you just i just picture him looking at the comments and people calling him every name and suddenly he's like yeah i don't think i'm doing this anymore oh man him being like wait why why did i want to do this people i can see what people (laughs) people yeah but hate me think of me but i bet if like you're a midwest like i just think of that as being like a mom in indiana watching Uh that she's just like oh my what a man (laughs) What what a wonderful man i mean i saw this video and he's he's a good guy yeah it is that is always funny the how everyone attributes like qualities to people that they really don't know and yeah they're just like 
Garth Brooks seems like a legitimate cool dude. Like I think he is. Like, but like we 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 just have to hope he is. Like I I look at it, I see him, and I'm just like, well, his music never did anything for me. Seems like he gets it. I guess I'm okay with him. Maybe he's a little cornier than I'd want to be. It's like, but I know nothing about like yeah, like like Bill Cosby's the perfect example. It's like everybody attributed all this stuff to to him, and then it's just like. Who would have bet, like in the eighties, just like yeah, this guy dies in jail. Like if, if there was like if there was like pretending he's blind. Yeah, if there was a casino taking odds on that, you'd be a billionaire. Now. Oh my god! Be just like yeah, I'm gonna put five thousand dollars on Bill Cosby dying in jail, and they're like, really? You know the odds on that? That are it's like yeah, no, it's 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 seven hundred thousand to one. Yeah, but here like. I used to, the first tape I ever bought in my life was Bill Cosby himself. Mm-hmm. And then I started going into the back catalog of Bill Cosby. And, you know, my entire childhood was like, and that, that was the first thing where I realized like, wow, he was around the sixties and this stuff's about the sixties and like mm-hmm. stuff. Little did I know. And then I used to imitate him, but I was really doing Eddie Murphy's imitation of him. That is, is funny. How one every- of the funniest things ever. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah, that was the first time you realized Bill Cosby was like a, like you could see how to do the impression of it, like somebody, like nobody, perfect. No, it is the best. Um, I don't know. What were we talking about? uh, You get sad. You get sad sometimes during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I can't even. I mean, wow, it's it's rough. It's. Uh It's rough. It's such a mind F. Yeah. It's a real, um, just, there are times when I have weirdly a lot of fun. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. I'll say the good things are that like, I've had fun watching videos online with people on zoom doing trivia. Literally Mm -hmm. was like really fun. And there's just times when I like whatever play guitar for a couple hours and I'm like, this is great. The only, but, but it's insane because everything is insane. And the real, the wake up thing is very difficult for me. But if I just the wake up thing, you mean the waking up in the morning, just and literally getting, <laughs> saying I need to start another day. Yes. And it's going to be like this. Yeah. What's, and what's the longest ramp up you've had on a day? <laughs> I think. I think yeah. I thank you for coming because this is the morning when we're doing yeah, this. Yeah. It's a beautiful morning and it's really it's, nice. It's, it's a great thing to break, you know, just break into the day. Yeah. But I would say, oh, there have been whole days when I'm just like, you know what? Today's going to be when I get good at this video game. <laughs> like, yeah. Or like I built a, uh, a Stonehenge type wicker man <laughs> stone structure on Animal Crossing uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. I made a big like sacrifice altar. And I was like, well, that was something. Um, uh-huh. And, yeah, I've definitely... Uh, um, but that's... It's 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 an interesting... Like, when I'm in a good mood, the introspective nature of this time is, is beneficial, I think. There's, like, yeah. things about it that I'm like, this is good, but I have to say that to myself a lot because it's just lonely. It's crazy. Yeah. Driving me crazy. It's just some days... I start off and I'm just like, here we go. This is going to be literally the most productive day of my life. Watch, <laughs> watch out. And then there's other days where I'm just like, 
I realize I've seen this episode of Workaholics already. Oh my god! And I'm sitting watching Workaholics. <laughs> yeah, it's strangely the things like everybody gravitates toward for like comfort. So, so like for you, Animal Crossing, a lot of Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, bed knobs and broomsticks, and Grand's Grand's um, uh, Pillsbury uh, cinnamon rolls. Okay, yeah, and tons of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I'll like this morning. I like I'll make a stew, a chicken stew, uh-huh. curry chicken, and then like the next morning leftovers. I'll crack a couple eggs into the curry chicken stew, put some rice, dip it in an egg wash, put it in a frying uh-huh. pan, and that's some sort of uh-huh. weird uh, conglomeration patty. Yeah, and then kind of eat that very uh-huh. slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like yeah. what is what is a thing that you took for granted about wow. the real world? Um, getting out of town very easily okay. and California being so easy to just like, just everything. Yeah. Traveling to see my parents. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My family, my like, um, yeah, but just like immediately, like mm-hmm. having the option to go out of town is like super important to me and go to big bear go to the mountains or get out of town and yeah. do stuff so that's been a big thing mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I and then just human con literally human contact yeah that's the thing for me is like i realize like so much of what keeps me kind of grounded involves like either sitting in a coffee shop for a half hour or like walking around a bookstore or just like going to these places that are just very simple and calming and then those are not there. Now. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm sure like people have tweeted this, but like going to a party that you don't even want to go to. Yeah. Like the privilege of that. Yeah. Like I hate this. Oh, this, my bad on swearing, but yeah, I hate I this person. You know, I don't really like the crowd. Jeez, but I have to go to this party. All right. I'll go to it. And it's whatever, or maybe it's fun or bad. Mm-hmm. That alone is just like, wow. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Exactly. Go <laughs> yeah. be disappointed by a movie that I'm at. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like making limp excuses to get out of a po- Like the first time anybody has a party, everybody that's invited to it is going to show up at it. Yeah. Or they're going to just be like, yeah, no one didn't come. Yeah, like everyone's here. Everyone we invited showed up, and they're all so grateful. Yeah. to be here. That's actually a good time. An improviser just hugged a stand up. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. The world's coming together. If you're kind of like somebody who people don't like you, and your best bet is to have a big party as soon as this is over, because everybody will come to that party. Yeah, like if you're one of those people, you're just like, I think I'm on the bubble of whether people like me or not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you gotta out of the gate be ready to have a party, and everyone you will have a full attendance at that party. Yeah, and then you could turn, you could reinvent yourself a little bit. Yeah, it's a time of reinvention. Yeah, I feel like that is real. Uh Like, and the introspection that's happening is positive and negative is you know at least something to adapt to (laughs) i think yeah actively adapting keeps Uh me sane yeah and finding ways to actively do things and also working out is the only thing that makes me feel 
happy uh-huh. for about an hour and a half, sure, and then it's over. <laughs> and you're doing like heavy. You're doing like what do you like benching like four fifty? Yeah, uh, like, I'm benching four fifty. I'm leg pressing seven eighty. Um, like working the things that. No, I've got all old timey workout okay. stuff like uh, you got, like, like the belly jiggler. The box that you go in, yeah, the, the steam box, the steam and then box. the the uh, the pull things, the pull machine, oh yeah, the, the like, mounted to the wall, <laughs> yeah, mounted the, to the, the wall, kind of lunging, and the um, then the medicine ball. Oh, the yeah. medicine ball is huge for my workout routine. Throw the old medicine ball around. Yeah, I throw yeah. it to uh, my neighbor over the wall. Sure, <laughs> you see that that was how people worked out, and then like, yes, like yeah, that makes sense that like the guy who played <laughs> Superman was considered like jacked jacked yeah who was just like had a roll yeah he's like fat guy <laughs> and clearly had a girdle on yeah. that he like talks about he's like yeah. yeah that was a tight girdle and he was like considered superman like literally <laughs> there's nobody better than superman and that was that was the world superman back then it's like yeah of course he's he's pulling the thing on the wall that's what he does yeah. he does that for five minutes and then gets in the steam box yeah and, and he's like the healthiest guy in america yeah, not, yeah, there's only one vein popping out on yeah. that guy and it's in his forehead yeah. back then it was just like everybody was just drunk all the time yeah. smoking all the just time just like visible alcoholics yeah, yeah. like always a cigarette in your hand I don't yeah. know. I think there's good stuff, and I. I, I, I just are you hope. are you having fun? Like, are you? Oh, I'm okay. It's I'm, like okay, yeah. That's what everyone. I'm just yeah, like, it's I, okay. I lose my mind. I'm going sometimes. crazy. Yeah, it's really. You know? Yeah, I don't know, but I guess what are you going to do? You got to just. I feel like it's going to be relatively the same. I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, it might change. There are going to be things, hopefully, like, <laughs> too many of our freedoms won't get um, destroyed, but, um, yeah, you know, but... More choppers. Here come the sprinklers. Um, no more choppers. Like, there's no hope in the air. Like, you look yeah. back, like, a year, uh, a year from now, it'll be just, like, six choppers going by. Yeah, I know. Patrolling. What's going to happen? Like, I wonder what Vegas... If Vegas takes oh. a hit. Do oh, they mean, take Ve- a hit, or are they just good forever how, but how could they not take a hit? it's like yeah that place the 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 way that place works is just volume of people yeah no that's uh I've, yeah that's a dumb like walking thing the for me strip to, right right oh my god like, and it's what? disney right it's mainly disney yeah. now right but what's that gonna look like like how can you just people going there wise yeah, yeah they have go to see the fountains and the things that people used to do do in vegas right just like Lose money, yeah. Lose money and just ga- like be crowded around a craps table. It's like, yeah, there's going to be two people at a craps table now. Like, yeah, no, that's like, that's ideal for me because every time I play craps, I have to relearn it. Uh huh. And yeah. sit there and go like, what does this mean? I yeah, I always just they could just lie to me at a craps table and be like, yeah, you lost. Yeah, and I'd be, I like, know. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. They could lie bad, at me huh? at a blackjack table yeah. and be like, like sorry, yeah. buddy. <laughs> they just sweep the cards back away. Like, yeah, nope. He yeah. got this. You didn't get it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like house wins, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those games are. I'm so bad at all of them. I love blackjack. I love going to casinos. Uh-huh. I went to the Grand Canyon last year and stayed at a casino mm-hmm. on the Navajo reservation called Twin Arrows, and it was 
so wonderful. And I just like got room service and then went downstairs or, or bu- buffet mm-hmm. and uh, just went downstairs and played blackjack mm-hmm. and, you know, like ended up winning like $5. But just I love I love it. I'm not a gambling guy, no. but blackjack is really fun. There's no. Well, first of all, it's going to be no well, like there'll be no more like buffets like that like would you ever want to eat at a buffet oh again the sneeze guard it's gonna yeah. be all sneeze guard <laughs> it's like yeah there's just food out in the open here you just scoop whatever you want on your plate and so does everyone else you're just trusting it's yeah such a tr- it would be a, such a such a leap of faith well have you been to a grocery store like a physical grocery store they mm-hmm. have those big um uh plates of like plastic around the yeah. the uh the cashiers it's yeah crazy um, yeah, I but, drive out of town. There's one grocery store I drive out of town to go to. Okay. It's very safe, and uh-huh. there's only like 12 people in it at a time. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, they, they're controlling the flow into these. It's like things like that. It's just so. It's like a bad movie. Yeah, I didn't have toilet paper mm-hmm. for like a cra- for a while, uh-huh. like a craze. Yeah. I finally I went just kept driving around mm-hmm. <laughs> like San Looking Fernando for- Valley and yeah. I was like I'm not gonna not have toilet paper anymore <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be real that I don't have to yeah look. yeah it's uh, you're gonna outlast this quest yeah no more wiping my butt with aloe <laughs> like Kleenex <laughs> the worst um oh no it's a pretty uh I think there's a lesson in here somewhere right uh, what are the lessons? Yeah. Maybe, the, what would be a lesson? You don't need to buy stuff all the time. Yeah, That's, I don't need to, you know, it's not, the one thing that, like, getting in the rhythm of cooking stuff is good. Mm-hmm. That's a positive thing. And, like, I'm literally health, I feel better. Sure. Like, I eat out every meal. Yeah. It's like a problem. Yeah. And if you do that... Like you're mm-hmm. <laughs> like unhealthy because yeah. people just put stuff in food to make it taste good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's um, that. Yeah. So, so maybe people being a little more self-sufficient. Yeah. Will come out of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it'll, hopefully it'll make CEOs treat their employees better. Yeah. You know, because there'll be like, oh, you destroyed lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Like. Hopefully, people will get minimum wage be, will be $15 yeah. or whatever. Just that there'll be a value put on human life, maybe, a yeah. little more. It seems like people now have to say, like, I don't exist for my, my I am not my job. Is not That is not who I am. Like, yeah. I'm more, my job is a part of who I am, but it's not what I'm here to do. It's not what, it's not what I'm here to live or die by. Yes. Job. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I think people can also maybe appreciate experiences a little more, not just be so like jaded with with things. Oh my god, when they break when they break down the kind of like it's going to be large gatherings, mm-hmm. it's going to be small gatherings yeah. and then eventually it'll be large gatherings. Like yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, that's I savor yeah. the like just going to a gathering. It's so wonderful to go yeah. to a big concert." Yeah. Like, oh no, I was just thinking about the the what that'll feel like it'll just be like i mean because like when you know when i watch these movies and stuff now everything feels like these people are, are going to be okay they're sitting next to each other yeah like they're they're touching it like those two strangers just touched each other in this 
Like they're just shaking hands. Like what? Yeah. Are you crazy? Is shaking hands going to go away? Is it going to be that kind of deal? Would or? you be okay with shaking hands going away? I I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think it is. I'd be okay with it. It is a great thing mm-hmm. in that it's like you can tell a lot about a person by their handshake. It is true. You kind of can. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah. Who's given you a weird handshake in your life? Yeah, because I can say, oh, oh, Michael Shannon. Ooh, Michael Shannon just like. I met him at a thing, and he just literally just dropped his hand like dead fish <laughs> in front of me as if it was like the royal family or something. And like, oh man, I was so thrown by it. Like there was no, especially that guy. You think you think like, man, this guy's gonna crush my fingers. Yeah, and he's just like he just dropped his dead fish into my hand. I was like, Bleh. I don't yeah. know what to do with that. When he's in his Boardwalk Empire character, his handshake <laughs> yeah. will just break your hand. Yeah. Now, in real life, it was it's much a, different. It's kind of limp. I, I, who's, yeah, I've definitely just gotten, like, yeah, just insecure, wet fish hand, like, dead yeah. fish yeah. handshakes are really yeah. the worst. Yeah, because then you're just like, I don't know what to do with your hand. Like, you're, yeah. like, or like a really sweaty hand. Yeah, that's aggressive. That's, yeah, that's the word. And then there's the people that crush the finger. Like they go, they move, and they just grab your fingers. Yeah, if you're like making somebody's fingers like you know accordion down at, at all, uh-huh. you're a piece of crap. Yeah, you're like, bad, you're a bad dude. Yeah, exactly. You're. It's like is that like a macho thing? Just like, yeah, I'm just gonna crush your fingers. Yeah, it's like the kid in your neighborhood who's like you hit you. High fives you too hard, and he's like, Ugh, and you're like, well, that just is terrible. It's yeah. a terrible experience. Yeah. So why do I have to be up for it? Yeah, it's not the it's not the spirit of a high five or a handshake. Yeah, yeah, this is not some tough man competition. Yeah. Oh, so what? What is the, what was your year going to be, and what is your year going to be? Wow. Um. You know, I I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a podcast okay. now. All right. Um, I wasn't really thinking of doing that, but okay. now I'm gonna do it. I'm well, gonna... you had the Raffle Cast, which was one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you. I Thank you. Love it because you were somebody who truly was doing whatever you wanted, episode to episode. It right where you didn't hold to like a, a format and just be like, this is what the thing is, and this is what it's gonna be. Right the, until the end of time. That's why it got so popular. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> Jk, but um, no, but it was it was uh, that, and it was more of just like I want to see if I can do this, yeah. and mm-hmm. and do a di- write a different bit every week. But man, there were some good ones I'm very proud of, including yeah. one with Brian Husky uh-huh. that I played the edge, and he played Jack White. Yeah, that was really it, funny. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and then. Um, and then there was one with Josh Fadum where we're film reviewers, but we're these old guys who can't, don't know how to open DVDs. <laughs> and uh-huh. we're just like, I couldn't open the DVD. That was pretty funny. And then there's, there's a couple things, but then there's a couple things that I listen to now and I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh-huh. Like, you know, every, everyone has some duds, but like yeah. when you listen to it, it's like, it assaults me. Uh-huh. There was this English thing I did and I was just like, I'm just doing a Monty Python recorded bit kind of uh-huh. thing and kind of imitating them and 
I can get very self-hating, but it, it was a fun thing to do. Well, as an audience member, I felt none of that. So oh, thank you. I That's good. It. Was that also the was that Entourage thing on that the writers' that was, room? Yeah, was the that? Entourage season three or four. We just kept the show Johnny Bananas yeah. from the world of Entourage, uh-huh. which stars Kevin Dillon's character drama. Um, we kept that as if it was real, and it's uh, me, Gil Ozeri, Adam Pally. Um, uh, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. You have to be on it. Yeah, I next. was on it. You were on it. Oh yeah, no, you were on it. I'm sorry. I I'm called sorry. in. I was not in L.A. My I bad. Remember. That's right. You called in. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do it. It's fun to do that. Like every seven years yeah, or something. Like, Johnny <laughs> Bananas season fourteen writers room. Yeah, I think I think the last thing Yahoo Answers had picked it up. Like uh-huh. we're on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> we got four episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what is this podcast going to be? Um, I can't really, it's going to be personal, but I can't really, um, I don't really know. I'm eventually going to have guests on, Mm -hmm. but I think it might start with just me doing some stuff. Good. Because it's got to be, I've got to just, like everybody, you know, just like be prepared for it to morph and change. And so I'm going to be very open and start doing things totally solo. And then this is such a good format for podcasting. Um, I just need a longer wire, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, I went but, to Mikey's hookup. And it's so much better than, you know, Zoom or Skype, little pauses, and it just feels fake. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Great to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now um, it's, it's, I think it's awesome that you're looking to do that again, and that you're also looking to do it like from a more personal angle, I think is great. Cause that is always the, that's always the hard thing to be like, oh, I'm going to start dropping some of these things like the, the, cause they're like walls ultimately, like characters and all that. And just, oh yeah, even like pers- personas and things like that. They're all ways that we can hide who yeah. we, who, like the, the deeper version of ourselves from. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's all a wall. Yeah. Sappity tappity is a wall. <laughs> but is also very personal to me, so it's weird. But definitely doing more just you know, it's it's really a self exploration essentially. I'm I'm trying to find out stuff about myself and my friend Joe Wong does this great podcast called yeah. The Trap Set. Mm-hmm. He's a drummer yeah, and he Joe's interviews awesome. drummers. He's interviewed Phil Collins, he's interviewed every drummer. Mm-hmm. Um and now interviews just musicians and artists and i was really just admired his thing because he has a mission statement of like i literally my mission statement is just to get to know myself Mm -hmm. and that comes from me interviewing other drummers because i think drummers have a unique personality and i'm one of them and i want to i just think that's cool sure and keeps the engine going for Mm -hmm. learning about yourself you know and like yeah that just seems like a good what i realized about Rafflecast too was there was no like I was just like, well, I could just come up with bits or I could just write bits and pitch shows or something. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was, and it took a lot of time too, obviously. It's oh, like, no, you it's, know, it's a, it's a, when, it's when like, you obviously. decide to do something other than just like turning the thing on and blabbing, it's yeah. just like it immediately takes a lot of time. Oh, yeah. When it's you're like, editing. Yeah. Oh, and my stuff. God. And um, then, then when you hear just like, like people like, Louie does a whole hour a year at talking like that's the most amazing thing ever it's like and that's if i only had to produce like one perfect hour a year be like what am i gonna do with the rest of my year it's like i yeah i'm cranking out how many hours am i cranking out over here 
yeah. of stuff. It's like to do Three one. Three a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, this guy's doing one hour a year. Yeah. And, and everybody's supposed to be like. And if you wanted to like take your favorite bits, it would probably be like 19 hours. Yeah. You it's, know? Just, it's such a weird thing to like. So, well, I'm glad you're going to do a, a, something that's more personal to you. That's all. Yeah. It's cool. And then I'm just going to keep doing really dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. To get that album out, keep making videos, put the album out. Labels hit me up. <laughs> yeah, labels. Um, but uh, that will be yeah. And then like I was gonna tour, mm-hmm. you know, and I was gonna I was doing South by Southwest, and I was gonna kind of use that to tour the South. Yeah, and that is not happening. So okay. that was like the first thing where I was like, like, what if they? would have had south by southwest oh no it would be oh my goodness like wow texas would be wall they people would have the wall that they wanted yeah except it might go the other way though like it would go like along the other states yeah wall just keeping people in texas from leaving texas they'll finally secede yeah i don't know well i think i think we can get through this john i think we can get through it it's um yeah, just keep your head up. Don't yeah. quit coffee. Don't quit coffee. Yeah. Or if you're going to, do it very gradually. Yeah, very gradually and keep it green tea for a while. Yeah. And um, I've been watching a lot of good movies. That's mm-hmm. nice. That's good. I saw Night of the Hunter. Yeah. That's- and what is the deal with... It's Robert Mitchum. Yeah. And he is in... He's Max Cady. Mm-hmm. And Night of the Hunter preacher. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they both have tattoos and they both quote the Bible and they're both murderers. Yeah. So not to spoil it, but mm-hmm. it's just crazy that I just didn't know that. I didn't know that Night of the Hunter was so, mm-hmm. and it's a superior movie to me. Yeah. Uh, but I, maybe not the, the Martin Scorsese Cape Fear is my, one of my faves, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still, and, and Robert Mitchum is in. Cape Fear. Isn't Cape, both Cape Fears. Yeah. Yeah. He's in as, um, was he like an attorney in it, I think? He's either an attorney or a cop, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he might be an attorney in it. That movie is so creepy, that De Niro one. Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. When he's in the movie theater with the cigar. Oh, the watching Problem Child. Yeah. Oh and just God. going like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Just laughing at Problem Child. Yeah. Like John Ritter. <laughs> in, a, in like a like a womanizer, Nick Nolte, and that scene when at the young Juliet Lewis at oh, the man. auditorium in the school is one of the creepiest things that's ever horrifying been filmed, and one of the most indelible, oh. a, indelibly acted scenes of the 1990s. Like one of the most, just like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> what is going to happen? Yeah. Like. When you do a thing like that, if you're like Juliet Lewis, you should be like, like feels like Hollywood should be like, all right, here's fifty million dollars for that one scene because you've added to, yeah, you've added to the preservation of this business. Absolutely, that it's just like you should you shouldn't have to worry about anything ever again because this industry will be built on the back of you doing yeah on small like things that. like this like yeah. i mean not that that a movie is small but like yeah or like give everyone in goodfellas yeah like, exactly just they should be they should just be given 30 million dollars each by the mayor of hollywood yeah, exactly. the mayor of hollywood just <laughs> like thank you for making something that 
that keeps the the magic of movies alive and we yeah. give you here's a check for 30 million dollars joe pesci you get to be you get to lead the hollywood christmas parade <laughs> yeah. the cast of goodfellas yeah <laughs> well i better hit it this okay is, cool so much fun oh man great to talk to yeah, you it's so, so great to see you yeah, man it's so great to see you. i miss you this is a wonderful thing you oh, get to do just doing this. this. It's so lovely yeah. and nice. It's yeah, I miss you too. That's so. Let's play Zoom uh, trivia. Okay, I'm around. You don't know Jack. We can zoom it up. Yeah, quip lash it up. All right, let's do it. All right. All right well, thank you. Or whatever. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.